Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. One holiday option that uh, has got a lot more attention for staycationers is uh, due to the pandemic was that one of glamping. So for this industry review, I thought we'd check in and see how the sector is doing now that things are back and open again and it's festival season and it's we have had good weather. So I'm delighted to welcome to our glamping discussion Wendy Reardon. She's the owner of Pitched Perfect. Dick Ridge is the owner and founder of Podumna down there in Portumna in North Tipperary. And John Brennan uh, is the managing director of Drum Quinna Manor down there in the lovely uh, Kerry. You're all very welcome to the programme. Um, Wendy, we might start with you. Um, tell us a little bit about your business because I think you've got a quite an interesting angle on glamping. So tell us your story if you would. Hi, Bobby. How are you? Um, so our business, Pitch Perfect, we specialise in glamp sites at festivals throughout the country. Um, so this year has been a really busy year for us. We're delighted to be back after being um, on hold for those couple of years. And uh, we're in full swing now for the festivals this summer. So you rock up to a festival. Maybe maybe give us an example of, say, Last week, which was oh, yeah. so all last together week, now, right? Uh, no, actually, it was the Forever Young Festival. Forever Young. Yeah, I'm, it was on just a couple of weeks ago. So that was absolutely brilliant. I'm showing 80s, my age. 80s and 90s <coughs> music. You would have loved it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, we have so the So how did it work then with your operation? So how many tents did you have at that at that gig? Uh, we had probably close to about 250 tents pitched Whoa. at that gig. Yeah, so ranging from... So our company is quite unique in Ireland because we do both the nylon pre-pitched tents, so the two four four, six and eight person nylon tents. And we also do then the luxury glamping in the, the canvas bell tents. And they can come in two, four, six person bell tents as well with the all the bedding and all the niceties. So, so then, in, and again, just to stay with the example. So last weekend, a team of people went down to the festival, set up all the tents. Yeah. You greeted your guests, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Uh, set everybody on their way. And then after the event, the tents were all taken down yeah. and brought back to... Uh, to bleach, I believe That's it is. Right. You operate yeah, out of. absolutely. Yeah, I kind of feel that it's like a mobile hotel because right. I think our capacity is probably about a thousand people. So yeah, we we build it all and check them in. They have their weekend and we take it all away and go to the next festival then. Wow, that's a great business. Stay with us because we have a couple of other guests here with us. Uh, Dick Ridge is down there in Portumna from the Padumna village. Dick, how are you? Oh, Bobby, you just let yourself down so badly. I'm going to get annihilated by my neighbours here in Portumna, County Galway. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm going to get it's okay, I'm a Kilkenny, by all my neighbours. It's okay, North I'm a Kilkenny man. I'm allowed, to, <laughs> I'm allowed to screw up like that. Oh, come on, cut us a break, will you? We had a rough time with the hurling and the football. Take <laughs> <laughs> you're very welcome to the programme. How are you? I'm very good, Bobby. Great to be on. Thanks very much for having me. Remind us about your business, Dick. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great one, I know, but tell us more. Well, look, we're here. This is our ninth season. We're a family business. It's run with my lovely, hard-working, long-suffering wife, Liz, uh, my adorable daughter, Nessa, um, our, our niece, Grace, who's just finished her leave with her, and I'm nearly embarrassed to say my grandnephew, Jack. <laughs> so the years are passing by. Um, we have a lovely little site here. We're Ireland's uh, first and only urban glamping site. We're right in the heart of a thriving little town, Portumnam, on the River Shannon and Lake Loch Derg. Um, there's a lot going on here. To be fair, we have been largely undiscovered, which means for those who do make it here, 
they have a very unique experience. It's not overly tourist trapped, and uh, there's an awful lot of offerings between Lake River, Forest Park, Castle Abbey, Workhouse, lovely little restaurants, bars. Yeah, it's it's a good destination. Uh, and what type what type of accommodation have you got on site then, Dick? So we started off with six uh, eco pods, and then we went uh, the route of bell tents. But we decided to move away from those um, because they're great. I know for Wendy, they're great for the festivals, but for us, they just they didn't have the the long range that we need for a full season. Yeah. So we went then to uh, more structured timber cabins, and our latest addition is the clock house, which is a a fully uh, designed and specced wheelchair accessible cabin and was officially opened yesterday. And I'd just like to say a big shout out to our special guest, Eddie Palmer from Tullamore, who cut the ribbon yesterday and spent his first night glamping in Padumna Village. So thanks very much, Eddie, to, and to his uh, mum and dad, Jerry, okay. and uh, Catherine. And how's business, Dick? Um, look at, okay, everybody likes good news. Some media like bad news, but I'm we don't. Give it we news. don't. <laughs> not you, Bobby. <laughs> not you, not. I'm talking about those other mainstream. No, what we what we've been finding here is that um, last year, the last couple of years, we had a, a with a captive audience because there was no overseas. So we we definitely capitalised on the last two years with glamping with the staycations. Now people have the, the they're entitled and they have the right and the opportunity to travel away, and they've been taking that in large numbers. So we have seen, let's say, those who would have maybe come our way just scratching that itch and getting, uh, getting on a plane and going away. Um, so the numbers kind of in the market have dropped. That said, we, we made a, a tactical manoeuvre, and instead of going for the one-night stay, we opted for a minimum two-night stay. So that, I suppose, maybe might have put a few people off. But for us, it has been hugely beneficial. Yeah. It means our turnovers are much smoother. The time and opportunity we have to interact with our guests is longer. Um, our staff costs have been reduced because we don't have the same uh, turnaround. Okay. So, look, it, it, it's a swings and roundabouts. All I would say is that, thankfully, those who are coming to us are still getting the great pleasure and enjoyment out of glamping in Padumna Village. Okay, well stay with us, because our third guest is John Brennan, he's the Managing Director of Drumquinna Manor, as, long as, as well as many other things. John, you're very welcome to the programme. Hi Bobby, good morning to you. We're, in Kerry, just, we're in Kerry, just in case you're confused. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got a text in about Portumna, not, is not in North Tipperary, so there you go. I uh, spent a great weekend in Portumna years ago on a, on a boat on the, on the Shannon, fantastic weekend yeah how are you john how are things all good down here bobby thanks indeed. tell us about drumquina and what's on offer there this season drumquina we opened drumquina in 2012 with 14 tents which we had made in india and brought in specially and because the construction of a tent for a long season as dick alluded to there is different than what you can buy off the shelf yeah. and business was extremely good and um, i think the last two years were phenomenal in a short season um, and it's not as good this year but there's nothing wrong with it and um, the season is good compared to 219 218 it's just we've come off an extremely high high and as a result, we're all feeling a little bit deflated. Yeah, I, I was looking at the figures this morning. I think I think our 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 incoming tourist numbers are down twelve percent on yeah on twenty nineteen. I I don't think that's bad. You know, given, no, that's not bad. No, um, and the important the important thing about it is the Americans are on planes. And um, they are because the exchange rate is very much suiting them, isn't that yeah, right? On, on par, yeah. um, but it is it is good, and there is always going to be there is always going to be this 
lull between long haul coming back and short haul getting up to speed. And the Europeans, I don't think, are here in the numbers that they have been in previous years. Um, but listen, where we are compared to a lot of places, we're in a good space. I think everyone has had two wonderful years supported hugely by the domestic market. And we are so lucky we have a domestic market. What happened to the world in the last two and a half years, if you were in Sri Lanka or if you were in the Maldives or um, some of those Seychelles places, um, you have no domestic market. You shut down for three years. Yeah. So we're phen- we're phenomenally lucky to be still alive. And I have to say, I'm not political, but I have to say the government supports for the industry were extremely generous um, in that period. Okay. And John, about the glamping per se then, uh, what, yes. what trends have you seen? Like, obviously you had, uh, you know, an indigenous... Uh, I suppose, swell for the last two years. Yes. Is there anything happening in glamping that, you know, from a consumer perspective, what do people want? Um, to me, people want, it, it, it's an experience that is different. Um, I often think that in Drunkwina that the, 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 the father wants to bring the kids camping and the mother thinks, Jesus, I could think nothing worse than sleeping in a tent. <laughs> so it's a compromise, is it? It is. But if you give them a good bed and you give them good linen and you service the place well, then you win them all over. And that's what that's my experience of it in, in recent years. Um, and I think the facilities that are also added on, I, I think Wendy and Dick have facilities and festivals that they play to. Um, and I think sticking a, a, a tent in a field doesn't work. I think you have to have the add-on facilities that um, um, bring an experience to the whole thing. You don't want to go away and end up cooking and washing and doing all of the usual things that you do at home and do it in a tent. Yeah. Um, you have to be able to provide those. And I think if you look at the successful ones across the um, country and Europe, they all have other little bells, uh, strings to their bow, um, that give the, the guest a better, um, an overall better experience. Oh, I think you're dead right. Would you agree with that, Wendy, that it's not about putting up a tent and letting people at it, that there's so much more uh, in terms of the service? Talk oh, to us about that. Yeah, because especially in the festival side of things, I mean, you do have the option just to go to the general campsite and find your bit and pop your tent down. You wake up in the morning and you're covered and surrounded by millions of other tents. So definitely having the pre-pitched tent where it's kind of laid out, it's all uniform and then having the services there being provided as well for the weekend is really important. And who's the customer in your in your scenario? I, I presume it varies from festival to festival, but definitely. is it somebody who just doesn't want to do that in with the millie and maybe is prepared to pay a bit more yeah, to, to just be above things and have a bit of order around things. Totally. Just don't want <clears> the hassle, I think, of dragging the tent in from the car park and, you know, doing all that kind of logistical things. And yeah, just to be arrived, knowing their tent there, their bed is there, everything's set up for them. They throw their bags in and they go off and enjoy the festival. I'm sure many listeners would be interested in into the sort of the cost profile. How much does it cost for a four bed tent for yeah, a weekend so again, at a festival? We're quite, typically. We kind of cater for all costs because our we do the as I said the nylon and the canvas so we can kind of cater for two people for the weekend for 200 euros in a nylon tent and then that would range up to depending if maybe 750 for six people in a canvas tent for the weekend so but it does vary from still only 110 a man yeah it's not bad like yeah, for the weekend yeah. of the festival knowing that you don't have to worry about anything you just rock up and it's all ready for you yeah. so it's great uh, Dick, back to you in Portumna, uh, which we now know isn't in North Tipperary. Um, <laughs> what about the sort of events business in terms of, I suppose, stags, hens, people coming down to celebrate something? Do you get a lot of yeah. that type of trade? We do. We do indeed. By the way, just sorry, before I go ahead, I'd just like to echo what John said there in regard to um, the government support. You know, in an industry that was on its knees, 
and most certainly could have collapsed quite simply. Um, there was great support, and that goes for all of the, the state uh, stakeholders, Fault Ireland, Discover Ireland, Ireland's Hidden Heartland is doing tremendous work around here, Discover Lockdown, Waterways Ireland. There's so many bodies now that are taking up the, the mantle of, you know, driving on, let's say, what we have is a fantastic product, yeah. um, but it needs to be exposed. Dick and Liz and the family here trying to paddle a canoe, you know, one-armed. Um, we're just going to go around in circles. But if you have the big bodies, the big names, who are prepared to get behind you and push it, it will happen. I see so many positive things happening in a small little part of the world. Um, great things that I think in the next five years, Portumna and around Loch Derg and in the Hidden Heartland, it's going to go beyond recognition in regards to what the offerings will be. So it's very, very exciting times. And what about the stags and hens? Well, you see, Bobby, we work an oil and water system here, right? It's either one or the other. Um, if I take a hen party in, by the way, the, the stags are, our place is far too pretty for them, for the stags. But if I take a hen party in, we do it on an exclusivity basis. Um, look, my girls are women now, but when they were young, I would have actually lost my life if I'd arrived in a site and there was a hen party there. No disrespect to the women, they're very good and they're keeping my gates open. But it wouldn't just be a good mix. So yeah. What we do is we take them on on an exclusivity basis and we look after them really well. And that gives us the, the time and the opportunity to pamper them, to look after all of their needs, to make sure they have what they want. And it's a but that's a perfectly event. logical uh, business decision as well as everything else, Dick. Uh, I, I think that's, that, that, you know, you're on the money there because you give people the experience they want and you don't bother anybody else. So... Uh, I, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be fully with you on that in terms of your well, logic behind there's it. There's a lady here now with her large group of, of family um, and she's celebrating, uh, I won't mention her name, but she's celebrating her, uh, a, 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 an old birthday, one with a zero at the end of it. And uh, like that, because we are, we're a gated facility, it's residential, private residential, residential only. Um, the kids will be able to run around the families were able to interact to play. There were last night they were playing like giant Jenga, uh, a game uh, I never saw before. It was brilliant, um, where they were popping little uh, sandbags into some Canadian game. Just very simple, harmless stuff. Corn store, that's called. Playing. It's called corn that's store. That's the one. And the one <laughs> I've played it a few times. Did you? I tell you, were brilliant at it, Bobby. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they were doing this, and they were playing cards, and they were around the fire pit. Um, Toast and marshmallows, and they had a barbecue outside. It was just, I tell you, for, for us as a family business, it's a beautiful sight to see people of all ages interacting, having fun, and in a nice, safe, and secure way. Yeah, lovely. Um, when do you also do weddings? Is that right? Yeah, we do. So, again, over the past two years, people wanting to have this little bit of extra accommodation. Pent up demand for yeah. a wedding in a tent. <laughs> yeah, um, the extra accommodation is where we kind of come into play. So, a lot of people want a festival style wedding. So, they could be having their wedding, say, in one of the, you know, one of those large houses, state houses that put them on, but just don't have quite enough accommodation. So, we can cater for the extra accommodation. That sounds like then. a mad experience. How many yeah. of those have you done? Um, I think we've about six weddings booked for this year. Isn't that so amazing? yeah, it's great. And then we're hoping then to move into the corporate wellness event festival to put on. Um, we did a festival itself called Nourish and Flow, and we're hoping to do that now on the corporate kind of events where we can run this wellness event and have drumming circles and uh, you yeah. know sound baths and all these different kind of therapies and stuff as well. So 
John, interesting to hear that, you, you know, your, your, your colleagues there thinking about, you know, providing more than just a tent, as you said yourself. Yes. What, what trends are you seeing maybe coming down the track? Where do you think you'll maybe invest, invest further in Drumquina in terms of the, the glamping proposition? Um, they, they, as Dick alluded to earlier, there is there is a desire from an owner's point of view to to go to a hard top accommodation base because it is more sustainable over a longer season. Yeah. Um, and we have done that. We have eight muses now in in Drunquin and potting sheds, um, which are hard roofed um, um, accommodation. Um, having said that, I do think, and I think all the things there, like what was that Canadian game you were playing? Corn um, store. Yes, s'mores. <laughs> Um, pit fires talk things that get people away from the three pin plug and they would never do those things at home and that's all part of the experience when they go away so we're um, developing certain things on site we put in a playground two years ago we built in our courtyard this year with a campfire and barbecue area we've done a host of things we put in an insect hotel this week actually Um, and we do a host of things that just entertain people and give people a different experience than they would at home and although even playing cards simple things that we probably would have all done in our youth before internet and all these other things came on stream um, and to, to, to offer them that because that's what families don't have today and that's one of the keys that we can offer that, and a big part of the experience. Yeah, and uh, we have lots of texts coming in. Uh, one says that kids love glamping and camping. We took our kids to a fancy campsite in June and they just love it. It far beats hotels. I don't know. That's from Kate and Scaries. I don't know if John wants to hear that, but that's, that's <laughs> well, some of the feedback of our texters, John. <laughs> Uh, um, no, listen, there's two, there's two sides to every story. Um, and there is a place for glamping. And it's wonderful that Ireland has embraced it. And we have a, we probably have 20 first class sites right across the country now at this stage. Um, and we also have very fine hotels. Um, so it's all here. We can all yeah. survive. It's a niche for everyone. And we just do our best and get on with it. Well, look, it's a great sector. And uh, I thank my guest, Wendy Reardon, uh, owner of Perched, uh, Pitched Perfect. Dick Ridge, uh, owner and founder of uh, Podumna Village there in uh, uh, East Galway. Uh, and John Brennan, Managing Director of Drumquinna Manor. Thanks very much for joining us all. Thanks, Bobby. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.